Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, uh, brought to you by HypeBot.com. We want to always give big shout-outs to Bruce and everybody over at HypeBot for everything they do supporting the podcast and the music industry in general. Um, I'm flying solo this week as Jay's on vacation, but we've got a returning special guest. Um, It feels like it might have been just a week ago, but... I think it's been it, it, it's been more than a week since you've been on here. I want to say it's been a few months since uh, <laughs> since we've had uh, Kevin from uh, CD Baby joining us. How you doing, How's, Kevin? I'm doing well. How are you? Real good, real good. Um, so for those who are coming in new, Kevin Bruner, VP Marketing, CD Baby. Um, let's let's spend this this episode chatting about the upcoming DIY um, musician conference that you've got coming up here. Um, I want to make sure we kind of, uh, I don't know, I guess just inform all the DIY musicians that listen that this is out there, that this is happening, and what it's about. So fill us in. First of all, is this, what, the second or third? It's the fourth. Fourth, wow. Actually, the fifth, if you count the one we did in Europe. We okay. Did one in Europe this this spring. So. Are, are, is it one a year, or are you kind of uh, squeezing in more than one a year? Uh, we've been doing one a year in the states, and doing uh, one during the spring in Europe this year was something new we tried, and we're probably going to keep it rolling on both fronts. But yeah, we're doing this is our fourth one. It's in Nashville, Tennessee, August twenty fourth through twenty sixth, and it's going to be a great time. It's going to be so, a so big event. so so let. Tell us what what brought about you guys starting your own music conference. Well, uh, a couple things. One, it was something that artists had been asking us to do for years. They just uh, kept asking us, when are you going to start your own branded conference with your own CD Baby flavor? So uh, that, was, that was always going on in the background, but really we started it to accomplish a couple things. One... Uh, Looking at the landscape out there, and, and just for my work here at CD Baby, I go to a lot of conferences. Um, there wasn't, there's not many, if any, conferences out there that focus solely on the artist. A lot of them are like mixed business people and artists, and which is fine, but that's not what we wanted to do. We wanted to create something that spoke directly to artists, because oftentimes you go to those and you know you get some. You know, top executive at Sony Records, and he might have something interesting to say. But at the end of the day, when I walk out of that room as an independent artist, probably didn't get advice on how to take the next step in my career that's really tangible and and gives me tools to be like, I can do this. I can do these exact things, not just these, hey, big concepts, pie in the sky type stuff, but really uh, hands-on, move my career forward to the next level type of advice that's what we wanted to do. So that was part of it. You know, I I, I would I, I so totally agree with that because I've been to my share of of music and mark music music slash marketing music industry conferences over the years, and a couple of things that I've always noticed. One, you're right. They 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 may have one panel over the course of the entire day or the entire conference that is kind of a DIY panel. Yeah. But the rest of it is like 
venture capital and oh you've got a marketing budget of three million dollars well here <laughs> here's here's what you can go do yeah. do yeah. with that money oh you've you've got you know you've got a team of 50 people working for you and do all of these amazing things and nothing wrong with that because a lot of times you can look at that stuff and go, well, okay, how do I walk out of here and do that for my hundred dollar budget? And maybe you can get really creative. But the other thing I've also noticed is more of these conventions oftentimes just aren't even affordable. Yeah. Uh, You know, I've, I've been to conventions where it's like, Oh yeah, the day of walk up is at seven hundred and fifty dollars for your admission. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you kidding? That's their marketing budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was the other thing that that we wanted to do is make it sure it was affordable for artists. And so our ticket prices started at sixty nine bucks. Um, and and you know now that we're getting closer to the conference, they've topped out at one hundred and twenty nine, which is that's you know, still very to, affordable yeah, compared to most conferences. You know that I've been going to some lately where it's like pushing a thousand dollars i'm like artists can't afford this well i mean i was even saying listen you know as a from the business side and the marketing side i look at that and go i'm not spending fifteen hundred dollars for myself to go to these these <laughs> events i mean are you are you guys kidding i mean uh, you know again right i'm gonna sit there in in the audience and i'm gonna listen to you know some really high level executive who has who's had budgets that are mind blowing to work with, and I'm just like, that's kind of, that's great if if you've got really nothing or you just really want to kind of explore what's going on out there. But if I want real walk, as you said, walk away from a conference knowing I can do these six things by myself without hiring people, without breaking the bank, without maxing out credit cards that just doesn't exist at a lot of events that i go to yeah yeah and so that's what we've tried to do that those two key things and and make sure that artists walk away with actionable advice and and it the the one thing that it that was sort of a surprise but has been a big highlight year after year for our attendees is just a, the community aspect as well we really try to make it uh, a place where artists can meet other artists and learn from each other and also connect with people that can help them move forward. So every year there's always like a Facebook group that pops up and we see artists talking about, you know, collaborating or sharing, doing a gig swap in various cities. And go, we've even had some artists go on tour together that all just happened organically and uh, on its own without us, you know, orchestrating it that right. these artists just want to it's like finally i got to meet some other people that are doing similar things to me and let's make some cool things happen so the community vibe and and the number one request we've gotten from artists as we plan year after year is more opportunities just to hang out and meet people and and connect and learn from one another so that's you know, and, and, and jay and i have said this many times we've even, we've even you know talked about listen if you can't pay for the admission to some of these conferences just go to the hotel and hang out in the bar. You can get in there for free. Yeah. You, you wouldn't, you'd be surprised how much business you can get done hanging out in a bar without paying for a conference badge. Yeah. But, you know, you can learn a lot. At, you know, if it's the right seminars like what you guys are putting on, man, you can, 
you know, you just want to hit the record button on your iPhone and just record every session because the amount of information you can actually learn is is amazing. Add to that networking with other people who are in the exact same boat you are in mm-hmm. and and you can learn from their struggles. I, I'm a big fan of learning from mistakes. There's nothing wrong with saying I tried this and it didn't work. Well, you know what? If I can talk to another artist who said, I did it this way and it didn't work, you've just saved me time and money and given me the opportunity to maybe tweak what you did and do it a different way and make it successful. There, You know, it, it's it's very easy to, to, to have somebody just say, do it this way, this way, this way. But you want to learn from errors that have been made, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, one of... On our uh, podcast, some of the, my favorite episodes are where we just talk about mistake stories because yes. we've all done them, and sometimes they're the the things we remember most. Some of the I, you know, I, I, I used to ha- I used to have a podcast called War Stories from the Music Front, which which was nothing but that. It's like okay, here you go. This is what I did with a client. This is somebody I know. This is what happened. Learn from their mistake and don't repeat this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm really excited about this year uh, because I like going to our conference anyway, but um, also my band, Small Town Poets, we just released an album in May and we've been doing a lot of, trying a lot of these promotion tactics and marketing, you know, a lot of the marketing advice that I'm giving out, I'm, I'm in the trenches as well. And so I've had a lot of personal key learnings with this release that's I'm excited to share and talk about and using some of the tools we have here at CD Baby that really help build an audience and and uh, retarget fans and things like that. So uh, lots of cool stuff that I think people are going to be discussing that if you're an artist and you can't get out on the road and tour, there's still lots of great things you can do to build an audience and market online. And, and uh, you know, with the, the Internet, you have access to the whole world anyway. Well, so so can you can you give us um, an outline of some of the, the various panels, sessions that you guys are going to be holding this year? Yeah. Uh, um, Rick Barker is going to be there doing uh, a session on how to build your audience with $1 a day on Facebook. Okay. Uh, so that, that's going to be a good session. I'm looking forward to that one. Um, uh, Tom Jackson is going to be back doing the live band makeover. That one is always a big hit and eye-opening for artists, uh, how important putting together a live show is and not just stepping up on stage and running down your set. Uh, so he does that and he does, um, a separate one for uh, singer songwriters as well. We've got, uh, the folks from Spotify are going to be there. Really excited. They're going to be doing some workshops. Uh, YouTube's going to be there. Um, Pandora is going to be there teaching a session on how to use their artist marketing platform to reach fans and market yourself as an artist to the people listening on Pandora. Uh, we, we have a session about how to tour Europe and um, building sessions like building a team. So I think it's a good balance of uh, some advice on how to get better gigs, how to get good PR. There's a, a, a PR session that's going to be a good one. Um, I'm doing a session with, uh, 
Chris Robley, the co-host of the DIY Musician Podcast. We're doing a live podcast taping that's going to be about release strategies in a streaming world and how streaming has changed, how you go about uh, looking at how you release your music and the opportunities around that. Uh, that's going to be, I think, a really, a really good one. And then uh, Chris and I are also doing a session about using our marketing platform that we have here at cdbabyshow.co about how to use that to build audiences and retarget and, and do lots of cool things that um, can really get the, the audience building funnel going. So it's all it's a good mix of I can do these things at home online, don't have to leave my house, to how do I get better gigs in Europe or even, even think about that market or, or better communicate with the, the club booker in the hot local club or you know building a team using various platforms and to me it's really exciting that that uh, Spotify and YouTube and Pandora have really taken interest in what we're doing because uh, even last year some of the feedback I had when YouTube was there they're like wow we didn't realize your audience was this big or they were this vibrant and just some of those comments about understanding that uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about who the independent artist community is and what it even means to be a DIY musician. It doesn't mean you're just a hobbyist right, going out right. tracks. It, it, a lot of the people that come to our conference that surprised me uh, just how much already they had achieved. I was like, wow, these people, I mean, this is a great group of artists that are really making things happen and making great music. Right, right. It, it, it is exciting to see companies like that get involved to, to recognize, again, it comes back to the, the the music industry isn't filled with nothing but bands that are doing millions of streams daily. That, yeah. that, you know, the techniques for those artists are different than the technique for the artist who has no fan base, who, yeah. who, who has no connection to even get to Spotify and say, how do I get added to a playlist? Mm -hmm. You know, so to have them come in is, is, is a great recognition of the community itself. Yeah. And, and that's to me, uh, one of the things that I felt has been a big accomplishment of what we've been doing with the conference. And is that the, the industry recognizing who these artists are and how important they are and all the cool things that they're doing. Um, because, you know, it's easy to make judgments on the quality of music based on like what you're saying. Oh, they haven't been added to a Spotify playlist. They don't have millions of daily streams. That doesn't mean the music's doesn't not mean, good. I know, exactly. Yeah. The music can be phenomenal. Yes. It's just breaking through all of, all of the noise because, you know, as everybody says, the new music industry is a level playing field. You're competing against everybody. That's great. Mm. It's also really bad because you are competing against <laughs> everybody. Yes. So how do you how do you get out there, and 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 hopefully some of those companies will also realize the issues and the struggles that the the DIY artist has, and maybe do things in their platforms to better accommodate the DIY artist. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, why I think it's important that they're starting to hear their voice and see, and, and, you know, we've, we've had some great inroads with, um, with the, the platforms and, and getting some of our artists featured or understanding the stories that are and the, the different approach to the marketplace just in general. 
you know, Spotify created this platform and that's, I think, done a nice job of actually getting music in front of more people. But it's actually how some of the artists react to that platform and start making music and creating things differently for their fans that that maybe they didn't Spotify didn't intend when they made the platform, but it's really working for these independent artists. So it's important that they recognize how people use these things and build audiences and, and get more fans. And Yeah, I mean, we, we, we always say here, you know, the music industry's changing so quickly. I mean, since we started this conversation, something new has changed <laughs> in the industry. And, and, you know, platforms like Spotify and Pandora and, and any, any other sort of platform out there, a lot of times they can't anticipate what's going to happen. They have no way of anticipating how their platform is going to be used for good or bad, yeah. until it actually happens, and then they're kind of scrambling to either better the system, fix the system, accommodate the needs. So there's got to be, from from the musician and all of our sides, we've got to have a little understanding that things are literally developing and growing mm-hmm. daily on all of these platforms. Yeah, and one of the artists that's going to be speaking at our conference, he's his name's Lance Allen. We just worked with Spotify to get his story featured on the Spotify for Artists blog. He is just a, a solo guitar player, a lot of instrumental stuff, and he started making uh, music specifically for various playlist curators. Uh, not when I say making it, not you know like handing it over, but he would like contact them, build a relationship with them, go, what kind of music are you wanting for your playlist? And they like this. And, you know, he's a solo instrumental guitarist. And so it's easy for him to crank out music. And it's, it sounds, you know, top notch professional. And, uh, and he's built up to like 700,000 monthly followers just by approaching the market in that way. And it's not even touring or anything like that. You know, and that, that's interesting because, you know, we've, we've always said, if you wanted to go after music supervisors for song placement, a lot yeah. of times you need to write songs to suit that supervisor and what they're placing. Yeah. Um, not just record your album and kind of try and force your album into mm-hmm. their niche. If you really want to go that way, create what they want. Yeah. Yeah. And so he took that approach with playlisters and, um, you know, he does have an advantage being a solo instrumental acoustic guitar player because right. that's really easy yep. <laughs> to to record and and uh, crank out songs when you don't have to worry about band members showing up to rehearsal. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but he's going to be speaking at our conference, and it's just an interesting way uh, to get artists, even if they don't fit that mold, to get them thinking differently about the market is so different. And I know it's easy to feel like, People saying, oh, the idea that's changing, that's so cliche sounding. But no, it's fundamentally different how people are engaging with music, how you can approach the market than it was 10 years ago. And if you understand those things, you can get creative and just start thinking about, well, what can we do that might be different than how we were approaching it before? And 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 more importantly, that these musicians stop looking to the uber successful artists and going well i guess i just have to copy their methods yeah and and that that doesn't work because they got there for a variety of different reasons Mm -hmm. one is just significantly deeper pocketbooks somewhere we're supporting them 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and once you hit a level of mass exposure or success, things just sort of start happening because you're there. Yes. So, so it's very difficult for a DIY young artist to go, well, I'm just going to duplicate that model. Well, you can't because you've got 100 fans. How do you yeah. duplicate what is working for somebody who's got 10 million fans? Yeah, I also think the the danger in looking at what, you know, is working for someone like a Drake who just released a new album and took over all the charts. It's easy to assume that the the company behind it, you know, you see all the, you know, the media and stuff, but they may still be running at a loss for all the money sure. they spent. It's sure. easy it's easy to assume that they uh, chalk it up to being all successful even though yeah, they got them plastered everywhere, but maybe the return on that investment isn't there. It's right. hard to know. So as an independent artist, it's easy to assume that mass market, uh, you know, with everything in your face, mass market marketing always works. And a lot of times it doesn't. Even though everyone sees your face, doesn't mean they're going to go listen to your album. Right, right, exactly. So does, does your conference also have things like artist showcases going on? Yeah, what we've done is... Um, this year we're, we're doing something different. Uh, we've always done an open mic night the first night, which has been uh, amazing. And that's where it's like, wow, the level of songs and artistry that's here is just mind blowing. Um, so we've, we've always done that. And so this year it's, we're having a big 20th anniversary celebration for CD Baby at the hotel after you know the sessions wrap up and kind of a cocktail party. But then we're, taking over a lot of the rooms that we're using for sessions and having lots of open mics and performance opportunities going there for artists. And then we have a, uh, a showcase slash uh, kind of open mic uh, at, on, at the end of the conference at another venue that has two stages. So we have dueling stages going where we have a showcase where they're setting up over here and it's kind of an open mic on the other side while setup's happening. So we've been doing that. Um, and we've done showcases in the past, uh, next year, uh, I think where we're going to be that we're going to have a lot more live opportunities. We're just trying to, you know, take it slow because it would be easy to try and turn it into something where it's, you know, 20 venues with independent artists and really take focus off that, you know, our main goal is to help independent artists learn how to approach the marketplace to move their career forward and, um, and learn from one another. And so we're taking it slow with the performance opportunities just so that doesn't become a distraction from our main mission. Yeah, you know, as we were talking about that, I I, I went to, I think, the first three South by Southwest when it first launched. Mm -hmm. And and then I went like five, six years ago. And and anybody who knows, completely world- different events yes you know um it used to be all about the young undiscovered artists the diy artists get out there and just play and have a good time but somewhere along the line it became why is pearl jam playing here yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, because Pearl Jam Lady playing, Gaga playing, was there one of the last years. Yeah, why there. is Lady Gaga there? Well, they're there because there's millions of people coming there, but they don't really need to be showcasing. And and I would love to see the event stay focused on 
the young artist that needs this help, needs this attention, that it's not the the event of, oh, I'm having the big album blowout because I've got the deep pockets and therefore come see me play yeah. my new album. It, you know, I love showcases. I remember at, at those early South by Southwest saw some amazing talent that you've never heard of. Um, and it was great. But when that disappeared, it was like, well, this is not what it was. It lost its appeal. Yeah. Yeah, and I would I would agree. I the first time I went to to South by was that kind of vibe. It was more indie, and then there was a couple of years where I didn't go, and then I started going on a regular basis for work, and I'm like, wow, this is very different. Yep, very. About, yep. More about the big brands and big artists making a a show in front of all these people, and yeah. So we want to, you know, once you start doing shows, there's that temptation to start. Well, we need to get people in here that will bring fans in to sell tickets and put them in front of a crowd and 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 so we're just trying to take it slow um and and make sure that we don't lose track of who we're trying to serve and and i absolutely think it's great to get independent artists on stage in front of uh potential fans um but you know typically that's not who's attending our conference it's other artists and they'd rather sit around and talk about strategy and hear each other songs or jam together we have a jam room at our at our conference, which I've never been to a conference that has a, just an open jam room, and that place is packed with just the craziest uh, jams going all day long. You know, it's like a, a conference room that if people were, you know, sitting in chairs could hold like 60 people, but there'll be like 100 people just stuffed in there with guitars singing at the top of their lungs. And and so that's a lot of the stuff that they want to do together. You know, in, in, instead of like having um, venues for live performances – have open recording studios where artists just go in there and hang out and start recording together and and talking about how they record and you know almost take the jam session to the next level and say okay well how about recording that let's talk about that whole process because you're 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 right you you have to look at who your audience is and if it's a whole bunch of musicians well i don't need to see another musician showcase to me because frankly I'm in the same boat as they are, and I'm not going to help their career. Yeah. And they're not helping my career. It's great that you're up on stage, and I applaud you, but, um, you know, do you have, like, industry people, like agents coming in there who are looking for new artists to represent, to to put tours together? Because as you're describing this, I'm also thinking back to the years ago when I was part of the NACA circuit. The, the the National Association of Campus Activities, where mm-hmm. bands would get together regionally, present themselves to mm-hmm. an audience of people who book shows. Yeah. And then they would try and put together tours around all of these bands. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's something that uh, we thought of. And actually, last year at our open mic, it was at... B.B. King's Blues Club in Nashville, downtown Nashville, a, a, a talent scout for um, a TV show. I think it's called Before. It, it just launched last year. Was oh, that it's the one another... that just launched up in Canada? No, it's here in the U.S. It's a singing competition, another singing competition, but it's <laughs> done differently. I don't know if it got renewed. I know it happened at least once. 
but there was a scout that was there looking for people for that show. And so people have, the word, so that was kind of one of those things where I was like, hmm, that's an opportunity and something I would love to provide for artists, assuming it could keep, uh, we could do it in a way that was manageable and also, uh, you know, maintain the idea of we want to keep all this affordable. So the more people we, industry professionals we start bringing in, the more they're going to want to get paid and, you know, well, right, just right. try what, to get. What, once you start developing something where there's going to be this audience, somebody's going to spend the money to put their artist in front of that audience. Yeah, and it all yeah. of a sudden loses DIY. Yeah. So next year is going to be interesting um, because we're, we're going we're gonna to be in a different city. Uh, we haven't officially announced it yet, but uh, and it'll make sense that, uh, that there'll be more performance opportunities and kind of looking at how to make that a bigger piece next year. I don't know what that'll look like, but um, you know, I think it is important for us to try and get artists up on a stage, even if they can just have an opportunity. But you are correct in what we've experienced, because we have, this is the first year where I think we're, since we've done the conference, where we haven't done a Saturday night showcase, is because that's the feeling we've gotten for artists. We've got some, you know, bigger artists in the CD Baby community and that have, uh, that doing well and had them perform and the turnout from attendees was not what we hoped because they're not there to go watch other artists showcase. Right, right, there. right. They want to go learn from each other, jam, or go do some touristy stuff in the city because they've been in conference rooms all day long. So. Sure, sure. Do you guys have the typical expo hall of people pitching, pitching services and selling goods and stuff like that? We have some. We have some tables uh, that and some sponsors it's not like a big expo hall. It's really just, you know, um, we, we get with a, end up with about 10, 15 people there displaying stuff. We, use, we try to be pretty selective in that we want it to be companies that we believe in what they're uh, pitching or selling or that's in line with our artists. And, you know, um, but yeah, we have, we have those folks there as well. And um, yeah, there's some interesting opportunities there. How about, you know, so for the artists who can attend for whatever reason, will the um, seminars be online? Will they be recorded for future playback? Are you going to do live streaming? We live stream most of the sessions from our main room. So if you follow CD Baby on Facebook and you can't be in Nashville those days, you will see some content live streamed throughout those days and once the live streams over it stays up on Facebook um, that those are the rooms we, we do record some of the other ones I try to get audio of everything so we can use to release on the podcast we do a live podcast taping um, you know we've just seen how many people actually engage with video come after the fact like attendees that actually go and watch the video compared to the cost to get a video production crew sure. there to do it Again, one of those things where we said we want to keep this affordable for artists, and the main value is, uh, you know, they they tend to go and engage with it. They, you know, we we record the audio and make it available as much as we can through the podcast. And you know, there's a lot of speakers that, based on what they do, uh, don't want us to show it on video anyway. Um, trade so, secrets. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're trade secrets and they're uh, they're uh, they're secret sauce of their presentations. You know. Um, you know, uh, 
and obviously there's so many artists that use CD Baby to release music. Is the CD Baby company staff, are you guys there to set up and take meetings with a lot of these artists who are like, I've never been able to talk to somebody. I want to see what's going on. Can you help me? I mean, how accessible is CD Baby itself to all of the attendees? Yeah, there's about 30 of us that go. So it's it's a big crew that we take. Uh, and we actually have a CD Baby office, CD Baby HQ, where we have CD Baby office hours. So we have a crew of people that that's all they do all day is they they have open hours and people can come in and meet with somebody if they have questions about their account or just how to sign up and how to distribute music or anything. We have people there that that's all they're there to do is to help artists get that one-on-one attention around their account and what they are specifically trying to do. So that's that's incredibly helpful and also um, a lot of a lot of people really come just for some of that. Uh, because it really is, it helps to, you know, just talk to somebody. Well, it, it, hel- it helps to put a face to your distributor and go, okay, now I actually know who I can talk to and I can get an answer beyond an FAQ or beyond a support email. Yeah. Plus, you know, I think the great thing is people realize that we're all real people. A lot of us are artists as well yeah. in the trenches with them and, and uh, we're just as excited to be there as they are just to, to learn and, and, and understand what's happening and what artists are doing to make things, you know, go well in their career and achieve success. And so, you know, we're there learning and having fun and, you know, we go out and have drinks with them and hang out. And, you know, then after that, they're like, these CD Baby people are all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, can, can, can an artist... Um, pre-schedule a meeting or is it purposely left you've got to show up there and just kind of drop in uh i believe the that the the cd baby hq team they do allow people to schedule some time um and i know there is drop-in times as well but you know you don't do it in advance of the conference but when you're there you stop by and you can arrange things so okay all right i you know and i think that's so important because so many of my clients our CD baby, and it's just like, you know, it, it it's always a big help for them when they can talk to somebody, when they yeah. when you know be again beyond just looking for online support to actually get a real human to say, this works, this doesn't work. Yes, we do that. No, we don't do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and it you know it's it's incredibly helpful, and that's what you know a large portion of our employees are doing here every day just talking to artists because you know i think one of the things that's been a highlight or i should say sort of an exclamation point on our efforts in the conference is that so many artists they're 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 not in these big city centers and even if they are they may not know many other artists and they feel lost and alone and trying to navigate this thing. And there's all this information you need to know now more than ever. Metadata, what's that? Songwriter splits, all this stuff. It can feel really daunting and, and just overwhelming. And then you don't really have anyone to, to talk to about what you're going through and how to get this done. And you've got this thing you feel really passionate about. And you don't want it to feel like it just wasted away. 
and that's that's what we're here for. We're here to help help you do all those things, talk you through it, and and make sure that uh, not only that you get your music out there, but you fulfill you feel fulfilled as an artist that sure. uh, you're reaching your potential. So, Kevin, where can where can people go to get more information on the conference to register for the conference? Uh, you can go to DIYMusicianCon.com and you can get tickets there and find out all the information you want. And just so it's clear, because we've actually had people ask us this, you don't have to use CD Baby as your distributor to come to our conference. Good it's, point. It, actually, it, really it, good point. The information, most of it, it has, is, it's, not, it's not a big sales pitch for CD Baby. Uh, and we don't sit there and hammer it all weekend long. We just want to help the independent artist community and so all are welcome. But I always do say that I don't care what distributor you use. There's there's no better hang than the hang with the CD Baby crew. We're, sure. we're a fun crowd. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but DIYMusicianCon.com. It's August 24th through 26th at the Omni Hotel in downtown Nashville. And it's always a crazy time in downtown Nashville uh, that time of year. Uh, lots going on. In fact... Um, Saturday night, which I'm glad we didn't schedule any evening events, directly next door is uh, Journey and Def Leppard are playing in the arena. Oh, wow. so. Oh, so you you guys you guys are at the Renaissance Hotel, right? New Ren? No, the, the, Omni. the Omni. The Omni. The Omni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the big arena is right next door. Yes. Yes. Um, so. I, yeah. You know, I can I can attest to the fact it's in a prime location. You, I mean, you're walking distance from the heart of the music scene going on in Nashville. Um, it, it, it's a great location to behold in this event. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It just music is everywhere in the city, especially that part of town, and so it, it just makes it feel like an extra special trip when you're there and you're just so in, immersed in the idea of music, the pursuit of music, the writing of music, and it just. It just—it's a great backdrop for what we're trying to convey inside the conference. One one final question: Roughly, how many people are attend your event? Around fifteen hundred artists. Wow! Come. So it, it's it's quickly become one of the larger conferences, and uh, yeah, so it's, awesome. it's it's a lot of artists. That's awesome, Kevin. Thank you for uh, taking the time to to fill everybody in, and uh, you know. Uh, thumbs up from me because we <laughs> I've always said the industry needs a conference like this geared toward the artist itself and 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 the DIY artist specifically. Well, thank you and and I appreciate you uh, letting me come on the podcast and talk about it. It's it's something that uh, I hope artists take advantage of because we're we're doing it for them and in order to help them get their career going. So Awesome. Awesome. Again, thank you for joining us, Kevin.